Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where we talk about all of our geeky interests. On the show, we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and video games. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's the one and only DL. How are you, mate? I'm good, dude. I'm Text, good. Texting over... Oh, is this a new character? I had a... No. Ah, so <laughs> close. Dude, I had a, a zinger that I was finishing to one of my mates, so before it left and evaporated my from my brain, I had to get it out into the ether. <laughs> Just I want to know. Time. Tell me. Tell me on air. Uh, He's not going to hear yeah, it. It's really not. It's, it's not really, that funny. It's not this. Zing. Yeah, it's oh, funny for the context yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. tech sales. It's really not funny for the context of, you know, comics, <laughs> movies, Comic and video games. Podcasts. For nerdy stuff. Nerdy stuff. I mean, well, I yeah. mean, we are nerds, so yeah. you got to so, find nerdy stuff interesting. But yeah, man, I'm good. Life's good. Bit freaking crazy, but I still managed to find some Hectic. cool things to do this week. So, yeah. and yeah. Uh, very nice how about you Busy? yeah good man good working too hard i don't like it i feel like i'd rather just do this all the time <laughs> so wouldn't that be great wouldn't that be great let's, totally let's make let's, thinking, let's get like, real famous i need to like find a way to 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 retire because I, <laughs> I don't like this working thing it's fucking let's like, get real famous real fast and then just do this for can rest you of imagine like 20 more years of this working <laughs> fuck that 20 more years are you fucking kidding for us it's gonna be like 50 minutes. oh man no way Dude, with 30. I will, I will go, you, I'll, you've just said I'll eat beans i don't know <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that it's always sunny episode he just he's just like really really like poor or something they, they lose the bar and you just eat beans all the time oh my gosh we need the, I, charlie I, we need the beans I, I had a mate over here who, who uh, unfortunately lost his lost his job with covid but uh, he turned into a positive because all he did was eat toast and uh toast and tuna just like shredded the entire time he was a brick shithouse as we would say in the uk <laughs> he was huge and i was just like uh. that's what i need yeah that's what i need unemployment to and toast <laughs> some i literally can't afford other foods yeah oh so good well what have you been up to mate talk to me uh you know i've been from uh, from the perspective of the podcast i've been catching up on a certain show you've been trying to get me you to sure watch. Have. i won't we're gonna I won't, be talking about that a little bit later yeah, I won't, you've been I'll, binging it i will i binged hard uh, and it was pretty easy to binge hard on because it was good. Um, but last night, I actually haven't watched a ton of stuff except for uh, – I actually did finish The Queen's Gambit. I had like oh, really? 30 minutes left on that. And okay. Had a, good, had a good ending. But then I watched <laughs> – I'm sure you've the, told me that about three times now. No, I haven't fin- – I just finished it. So we were almost done. But uh, I watched this movie last night called Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Have you that, heard of it? Is that an old movie? 2015. Okay, not what I'm thinking of. Go on. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Okay. Western. I don't even want to say more than that, but it's a merging of genres. Okay. I, would you watch it? Dude, I know nothing about it. Okay, I'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the trailer after this. And I'll... It, it's, it's Western horror, I'd almost say. Okay. But I don't want to t- say Aliens? anything more. Aliens? Monsters? No, not, nothing too crazy, but okay. it's fucking good. It's all within the, the, it's the fucking, realms of reality. It's fucking, yes. It's fucking, yes. Oh, you don't it's seem it's too fucking, convinced by yes, that. Yes, George Clooney <laughs> that's, nod. Yes. That's, yes, that's it's, Dude, it's, it's George really, I had like nightmares. I was like, last night. It really? was, it was I think that was the rain, mate. I feel well, like that was but, what it but was. But the rain woke me up from nightmares. So it was like oh the days. rain was the sound of the, you know, night. Anyway. Damn. Uh, it was I'll have to a check really it out. good movie. Tom, was it Tomahawk? Uh, sorry, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. I'll yeah. check it out. I'll check out the trailer. I'll have a little yeah, look. It's yeah, it's good. I'm not a big horror guy. Um, I think I've talked about horror way too many times. And I feel like I'm very disparaging of it. I'm not. I like a I like a horror movie if it's a psychological thriller. 
So like, if you just give me like jump scares and shit, that do, I'm so like, like yes, this so is what? this is a western with horror elements. Okay, not even horror elements. It's just a western with good suspense. Good suspense is perfect. Yeah, I and, love that. In uh, a slow build, I love a slow build. You know, yeah. I'm a big fan of like slow, like my quick ideal, Tarantino dialogue esque stuff. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's my, like that. My idea, like horror, horror genre. Nothing's a genre these days. Everything's everything. But uh, it is is either like Silence of the Lambs, which is phenomenal, or something like although the ending's not perfect, like Get Out, which for me was just unbelievable. Yeah, great, movie. great movie. The other one I watched, which is. Not like it's hard to compare anything to Get Out, but it's like yeah. psychological in nature. There, uh, Babadook. We also watched that this week. Oh I'm damn! I've heard about that. Is it good? Yeah, it is. It's I think it's Australian made as well. Oh really? Um, but well, it's it's good. I'd, I'd already seen it, but I watched okay. it again. It's creepy. Well, speaking yeah. of Australian, Australian made movies, I actually went with with a girlfriend this week to watch a movie called The Dry. It's very different to anything we would normally talk about. So essentially, it was over here in Australia. They occasionally do it in the UK. Sometimes they do these like outdoor cinemas. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one in Sydney, which is essentially looking over the harbor and you get a view of like the opera house and the city on one side. And it's really beautiful. I've actually seen, uh, the dry. That's what, that's the one with, uh, well, it's got Eric Banner. In yeah. It's an Aussie one, one of my least favorite actors. I actually He's like dead. Eric Banner. But in that movie, I genuinely thought he was good. The suspense was great in that movie. It really, I, like for a movie I had zero expectations for, I didn't actually even watch the trailer. I went in completely blind. I had no idea what I was watching. What do you know? I genuinely really Eric enjoyed Banner. it. I feel like he ruined the Hulk a little bit. Uh, I forgot he was even in that. Yeah, but that was old, man. Yeah, you can't yeah, really hold that against good. him. Wasn't good. It's was not it? Eric Banner's fault, is it? Oh, but wasn't it? Uh, Eric Banner in uh, what was that? He just wasn't where he was Bruce. like the Jewish assassin. Fucking awesome. Oh, I've movie. never seen that. It's about the like Olympics where the there was like a terrorist attack and they they hired oh. like an assassin to go find the people that right. did it. An Israeli assassin. I think it's called Munich or in Munich. Oh, Munich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, I was in that. Really, okay. He's the lead. Yeah. He's right. Killing it. I rate because, well, I mean, this movie essentially is not dissimilar. It's like a crime thriller, right? So it, it's completely different to anything we normally talk about, but it felt very, like, it was very outback Australia. It's very, like, middle of nowhere Australia, which I like was that. great for me, uh, great for yeah. us, because obviously, you know, fucking live here. And, but it's weird because we don't live in those areas. And when you drive through them, you're like, it'd be weird to live out here. And you, it, you recognize it, it. It really, like, got the feeling of that really well, that sort of, like, isolation almost. And, like, this little town and how everything was sort of kept in there it was great yeah. i really there's enjoyed a really it. famous kind of like psychological thriller in australia i'm trying to remember the the name of it it's old about a very similar thing in the outback i can't let me, remember. i'll, I'll there's find a lot, it actually there's a few find um, it let me know yeah uh, but a couple of things i watched this week i have continued my slow progression of of forcing the girlfriend to watch the mcu, MCU movies yeah. i did, actually you watched the beginning of this one with me we watched the oh, yeah. we watched iron man 2 Got to see I, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I skipped. Tear up the F1. I, yeah, I skipped. Almost as bad um, as his face. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dude in my gym who uh, looks exactly like Mickey Rourke, all the way down to the steroids and the weird hands and the, the weird long hair. He is just Mickey Rourke, but Australian. Yeah. It's so odd. Uh, and, and every time I see him, it just makes me, I'm like, I like, it's like, you know, when you like, you just find yourself staring at someone. Yeah, yeah. I can't help it. He's just, but he is so roided up. It's so, ah. Uh, Anyway, getting way off track here. Another um, thing I watched, I really, really delved into my youth and geekness of my youth was I found on Netflix they have uh, a Dragon Ball property called Dragon Ball Broly. I don't know if did you ever watch Dragon Ball growing up. I did. I'm, I'm not like a super fan, but I, when it was well, on, I watched it. I wouldn't say I'm a super fan. Dra- you talking about Dragon Ball Z? 
so it, Dra- Dragon Ball is, is the sort of overarching yes, thing. Yes. And they go, there's GT, I, there's I Z, Z, there's Dragon yeah. Ball. And this one's super. And it's like, it's like a sort of side story based on it around a Saiyan who was another, another of the Saiyans who kind of missed out on getting the whole planet destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it sort of tells that story of the planet getting destroyed as well. It's actually kind of, kind of fun, but I, f- I was watching it and I was like, this is just like one of the 20 minute episodes extended to an hour and a half. It was quite <laughs> painful by the end of it. I was like, Oh God, like, like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. But the same way, like the entourage movie is an episode of entourage, but spanned out over like an entire, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. It was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I, 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 I don't think I'd watch any more of it. Cause they've just released a new thing of it. And it's a bit like, I quite liked the point when he became like super Saiyan and I was like, that's cool. And then it was like super Saiyan two and then three repetitive, and then it? four. It's like, if you've just got all these levels, like what, there's too much plot armor. You yeah. know what I mean? No, like he's yeah, always totally. going to I just remember like him and Vegeta fighting and stuff and being yeah, like, those are the days. This is cool. Those were the days. This um, is me geeking out hard here, yeah, by the way. Seriously, you're going deep seriously into geeking oh, out hard. Eric Banner. Eric Troy Banner. from, Troy from Hector. He Hector! was. He was. I will not let a rock steal my glory. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a shitty movie, but it's a great movie. I've, I don't even know if I've seen it. It's like so cheap. You've never seen Troy. It's too long. I've seen the old Troy. But it's like, like the peak early 2000s, right? It's got oh, okay. every guy. It's got Brad Pitt at his peak. I was, was going to ask Eric Bannon at his peak. Orlando Bloom at his peak. Ooh. Um, I don't know if I've seen it. I saw uh, Clash of the Titans. I saw that one because that's got different. Old mate Liam Neeson in it. Yeah, different. Troy's well, like. I mean, it's all the same mythology, right? Yeah, but Troy's more grounded in like reality. Oh, it's, grounded there's reality. no, it's like there's oh. no like there's mythos, but then none of them have Ooh, magic powers. Let's do a section. What's I, what's your favorite gritty reboot this it's, week? It's famous. Oh, gritty reboot. Well, actually, fully enough talking about gritty reboots. Did you see this week the trailer for Mortal Kombat? Yes, yes, I did. It was fucking Ooh, gritty good. Gritty reboot. It's, it was very good. <laughs> it is actually. I don't think you can incredible. say anything nah. about that movie in that cute voice though. Dude, it's gonna that, be fucking ruthless. Well, <laughs> Goddamn. What, 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 we call it 18 in the UK, 18 plus. What do you call it in the States? I mean, that would be rated R. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Rated R. Yeah, yeah. Rated R. So it's the, R, the R, label, R label trailer, red label trailer. Yeah. And it was brutal. You yeah, see, so, I'm actually thinking of doing a mini breakdown for it because like I've seen a couple already and fuck, it's cool. Like, yeah, I've only seen it once. I could watch it again, to be fair. It's it's really good. Uh, um, there's so many cool little scenes. Like you see Jax's arms getting exploded, how he ends up with his big metal ones. Mm-hmm. It looks like the story is going to follow roughly like the the sort of story of the sort of video games ish where you find out about uh, Scorpion's history and how he was like murdered by Sub Zero and there's this obviously point of view character which is who's an MMA fighter I can't remember his name off the top of my head but is he Doesn't representing matter. a new person or is he representing like a character the MMA from the fighter games? yeah well that's what I was about to say it there's cheap. a lot of speculation over whether he's going to be one of Sub Zero's descendants it could be pretty cool yeah. I'm just excited man like a good Mortal Kombat movie like it's got to get ahead little, of yourself it you looks it's got to be a little campy as well I mean like of course. It's gonna be a little. They're campaign. gonna be like finish him. They're gonna right. give that. That'd be great though. They're gonna have that like, fatality. They're gonna have. <laughs> There's Goro in there. Do you see the Goro part? With Big the fucking, forearm yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Spreading his wings. Damn, that guy looks sick. Yeah, spreading his wings. That's an awesome one. Well, coming coming a little bit off off that trail. And did you hear this week that Florence Pugh, one of the um, the new Black Widows, shall we say, unsure exactly if her role in the Black Widow movie likely to be taking over the mantle has been spotted in Atlanta where they're filming Hawk, the Hawkeye series. They're also S- filming uh 
well something there because Spider what's his name was, was in uh, Atlanta uh, too. Apparently Tom filming Holland, yeah. the Spider Man movie, yeah. Which has got a name. Which is very interesting. Well, has it? Well, Tom Holland, you know. Well, so we had <laughs> we had three today. So Tom Holland, Zendaya, and the guy who plays Ned Leeds, whose name I forgot off the top of my head, all released their own version. So Tom Holland released Phone Home. I didn't uh, realize Ned's that. Ned's did Home Wrecker and Zendaya did Home Slice. So they're all having a bit of fun. Are they or is it they're the multiverse? Imagine if they released a different <laughs> film in different cinema, like different regions. <laughs> How cool fun. would that That'd be? That'd be fucking big time. That'd be so cool. Yeah, that'd be big time. Well, that was that's a really interesting bit of news. I really like that. I'm excited to see that coming out. But there's a couple of other bits of Did You Hears. Did you hear that finally the rights to The Punisher and Jessica Jones have gone back to Marvel? What do you think about that? I, I, I wonder if that means they're just going to redo it or they can actually, can they still oh, use I the stuff Jones that was already done? I I mean, who knows? Well, I I mean, it's a, they bought no, they bought Fox. I don't like. Do they can Netflix. they now use that character and the actor? That'd be good. Who, who knows? John Bernthal um, is amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an awesome actor. There could be a clause in the contract that says they can't use that exact version. Yeah. But who knows? That'd be great, man. I I think the Jessica Jones actress was great as well. I didn't watch any of that, but I saw a bit of the Punisher. I watched all the Punisher. That was phenomenal. I watched a bit of the Jessica Jones one too. That was cool. Did you hear the rumors this week that Jennifer Lawrence has been cast in an unknown part in the Fantastic Four reboot? Really? Can you hear about that? So we don't know. I don't know how I well, feel the, about the that. The rumors went straight to Sue Storm, obviously, as you yeah. would, because that's the main female character. But like, I think she could be anything in that movie. But she could. I, I don't know how I feel about it though. She's already done. I don't a know, I, 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 I'm going to be one of those guys. Like, I don't really rate her in those X Men movies. I thought she was crap. No, I mean, she was she's great she's, in other things. She's whatever. Oh, she wasn't anything. What was special. this? What was on in space with Chris Pratt? What was that called? I never saw that, but I, I never saw it got it, really bad reviews. Sorry, I never saw it. I saw it on a plane. It, it did not get good reviews. Okay. But she was really good in the in the Silver Linings playbook. Okay. Really good movie. Okay. With Bradley Bradley Cooper. Did you ever watch a TV show called Luther? Uh, I saw the first season. With Idris Elba? And I'm like, there's not that this many depraved Dude. people in London, though. Dude, it's so good, though. It is good. But I, I mean, like, if you can just... Like, like, in America, I'm like, yeah, there's probably this many depraved people. <laughs> but in London, it's like, this is like weekly occurrence <laughs> right now. Like, I don't think it's this bad. Oh, oh we got some pretty depraved people over there. To tell us. Uh, well, they've they've actually... Uh, Idris Elba has confirmed that they're apparently going to start shooting a movie this year. Oh, that's cool. It's How been, many it's seasons been a was there? For a while. Two or three? I think it was five. Oh, really? It got up but to But the five. last two only had, like, two episodes. I saw, I saw like, the first season or something. That's the first it. season, well, honestly, I, I rate really rated it all. There is a big part in season three where where a main character gets gets murdered, and Oft. it's a bit and it's a bit like after that you feel like his grasp is like loosening a little bit. Well, he's like a more of a music producer these days, right? <laughs> is he? He does the odd movie. Well, he did uh, that Netflix he show songs. where he's like a DJ. Did he? I don't know. But also that. a babysitter. I need to check that That's out. That's pretty good. That's cool. I forget what it's called. Charlie something. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you? Oh man, you you'll actually really like this. Apparently, Marvel Studios are relocating to Sydney for the next five years to use the Fox makes Studios. Makes sense. I was. That's exactly what I said. The first yeah. thing I said, I was like, "That makes so much sense." Like, COVID levels are low. You get actors over, and everyone wants to get up into Byron Bay and fucking have fun with Zac Efron, probably. Yeah. Who's yeah. maybe still there? <laughs> like, fuck, I love, it. dude. If if you gave me. The tiniest opportunity to part with Zac Efron, you would not see me <laughs> for days. I'd be gone. I'd probably lose my job. Oh, funny story. Actually, uh, I was at a party once where he was at. Kid really? You not, yeah. In Hollywood. That's awesome. In the Hollywood Hills. And he was just like shrooming out. 
Oh, really? On the couch. <laughs> he was. Yeah. And Did I, you meet like, him? I guess you couldn't have met I, him. No, I just was there with like a, a friend who like at the time was like really into the Hollywood scene. I am not. I'm an East LA guy. Don't care. Anyway, they were, she, she was just like, hey, like Zach Efron's going to be here. I just got a text like, be cool. don't, be cool. don't be approach cool. him. Like, And I was like, what the fuck am I going to go sit at Zach Efron? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Just, you're really good looking, dude. Yeah, good like, for you. Good, your abs, good are, on your you. abs like, are like steel. Yeah, like fucking watch your fitness routine. How many, how many years ago was this? Oh, dude, it would have been probably two years before I moved to Australia. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so seven, seven, seven or eight. Years. Oh, wow. He looks like he was having a good time. Yeah, I mean, on stream. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he can go so. he can go many ways. They can anyway. do it to be fair. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting, interesting I mean, one that for a celebrity. Is that an okay topic for a podcast, to be fair? Interesting one for a celebrity, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I don't know. Like, celebrities like to party for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ov- obviously, but I would have, I would assume it would be more like hectic, like high drugs rather than like, let's space the shit out here. Space man. Like, Seth Rogen's definitely. True. This is also in. true. Anyway. Well, spe- speaking of addictions and, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those types of things. Yeah, okay. There was an interview this with week this? with one of my favorite actors who I absolutely love. And I'm so happy to talk about him again so apparently daniel radcliffe admits that he is massively embarrassed by his own acting in the harry potter series apparently he can't even watch them he's too embarrassed i mean can i just say yeah good for him for acknowledging the truth well apparently he was like he had like serious alcohol problems like addiction problems and he says like i didn't know that yeah he says actually i didn't know that but i didn't know it was during harry potter apparently so apparently there were scenes when he was he, he can look at scenes and be like i was like drunk or hungover in that scene like fuck me like here you go a lot of drink this is this is a quote apparently this is a <laughs> quote from the independent a lot of drinking happens towards the end of potter i was gonna say like <laughs> in philosopher's stone when they're yeah, in the library yeah. <laughs> and for a little bit after it finished it was a panic a little bit of not knowing what to do next not being comfortable enough in who i am who i was to remain sober which you know makes sense do the same thing kind of happened with uh kid harrington towards the end of game of Did thrones he? He had like a bit, he had a thing where there was a couple like really like public videos of him being fucking wildly drunk. Really? And then he Dang went yeah. and did a like, he went to like a rehabilitation center, but he wa- it wasn't like full rehab. It was like, I just need to get away and like, figure uh, okay. it. that was how they framed it. But uh, Interesting. I'm sure, you know, it's crazy. A big part of your life like ends and um, I think there was a quote, something like, I know this is like supposed to be the happiest time of my life. And for some reason, I'm not happy. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, so it's right? like, yeah, fuck, man, it's wild. Depression affects everybody. It is interesting how that, yeah. There you go. That's really interesting. Dep- depression does affect everyone. That's a really somber <laughs> note to finish on. Oh, but anyway. I mean, like, let's be perfectly honest. Like, I make fun of Daniel Radcliffe and his acting and stuff. That has not, that has nothing to do with alcoholism. It's just the fact that I think he was a complete piece of wood Well, he, was a quick, he wood wasn't in that, very good, yeah. In that film. In, in all of them. We, I, talk, we talked about wooden actors last time. So the actor who played Scott Summers, he was also a piece of wood in that movie. So maybe we can get them together and build a life raft for them all. <laughs> we can pull them together. Save Leo. Wooden actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get to save Tom Hanks. God. Wilson. That, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie bugs me so much. And I love him as an actor. Wait, which in movie? Titanic, I was oh, saying Save Leo with the raft. Dread, um, dreadful movie, dude. He must too say long. he must say Rose, Rose, like a million times in the movie. It's too long, man. It's like so many times. So it's like two times. lines, Rose. Anyway, anyway, why are we talking about Titanic? This is know, getting bro. way off topic here. Let's, Let's get do on. You wanna, to do you want to do a little bit of a Wonder Watch? We can, but like Wonder Watch. 
And that's what some of my some of the mates said. I got some feedback on the on okay. the show we'll this we, week. Well, why don't we? Why don't, well, let's say we can say that to the end. Uh, so so we can th- talk about this because we ended up having a really good chat about the one from friend of the show Matt last I, week. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I didn't like that episode. I th- uh, yeah, it was a bad okay. episode. I'm gonna straight up say it. I, I think I think bad's harsh. I think it had been so. So what I th- personally moved slower opinion, than that damn van they were. My, in. my my personal opinion was that it had been consistently getting better the whole way, and I think it had to have a dip before the actual final two episodes. Didn't have to. Well, I mean, save a bit of budget for. I reckon there's there's obviously going to be a big like laser fight. Like, pew, pew, pew. yeah, I mean, but didn't have to. I mean, they had to. They didn't have to save have a some dip. budget. They could have just Use had a, a good episode. They could have just had a good episode. Where they weren't in a van for half the time, well, you, well, and where freaking Wanda talk- wasn't like totally overdoing the impression of, uh, yeah, she was a bit over the top. Modern Family, yeah, like she I, was. It was so good that you actually she wasn't Wanda at times, and I was like, well, what is the fucking point of this? You're well, just, she's an actress. She's a just, good actress. Of course, she was. <laughs> you're just like, mim- you you're just mimicking another show. What like, do you want? I wanted like she lost track of her own character in that. I quite episode. like that as well, though, because I feel like that's showing her also li- like breaking down. We also got the reveal of who is apparently the main villain, Agnes. Yeah. Now, did you get that? That was also the point. Of, like, did you why, get that? So, like they could have done a couple of different things this episode that like I would have liked it a lot more if they basically sped it up a bit, didn't have fucking vision in the car the entire time. It was kind of funny. I kind of like, like the vision but, parts. But, but when he's looking like, at the camera. It should have been a bit like, longer where he actually had something fun to do in the episode. Cause I was, yeah, okay. there was no payoff. Um, and also they sat in the car the whole time. Man can fly. And I know at the end of it, he, he, yeah, he flew did. out of it and flew away, but you can do this the whole time. Yeah, no, that, that was part of the fun of it. It's just the fact that nothing eventuated from him having that all happen so there was literally no payoff in that episode well, for a lot, lot of boring shit we got the flip side of the story which was obviously monica rambo's becoming a superhero yeah i don't know why i don't really care about you know into that because yeah. i'm interested because i i mean it's it's another superhero right we the original cast of superheroes is de- deplenished yeah yeah is that, a, is that the right word deplenished yeah Deplen- i think it's depleted is that what you're going for same same but different yeah the original cast of superheroes you were saying depleted. replenished would be like going more and you're saying deplenished, but I think it's, I don't think it's a word. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The original cast of superheroes is, is depleted. Uh, we, we need, we need new superheroes. We need to get new origin stories. Totally to build a down, new team. I don't, I don't really care about her. Is she from, uh, is she from Captain Marvel? Was she, she in that? She was, she was, but she was a kid in Captain Marvel. She was, she was uh, a significantly younger version. So she was, I she was a daughter of that movie. Did you? She was, yeah. a, she was a daughter of I Captain Marvel's mate. Captain Marvel's mate. Yeah. His name is completely. I, I I'm forget. really not doing well today. Dude, My that, well, that was is a, gone. that movie was pretty forgettable. Minus the uh, minus we, the guys that, we, for, we that are setting up Secret about about Invasion. That. Yeah, I kind I did enjoy that the part. Scrolls. Was cool. Yeah, they were cool. Jude Law's character, like I, it was, it was very much a case of an overpowered character, right? Like in terms of Carol Danvers, even, like yeah. it's the Superman conundrum. What do you do with her? Yeah, no, like, I totally agree. You have to Professor X her, like we talked about at the beginning of every movie. <laughs> well, I thought that I, I actually really liked the turn of Monica Rambeau into what's probably going to be Photon. Maybe no, there I, are a couple I, I agree. That's I'm fine with that. What I honestly didn't like about the episode was the fact that like the big reveal of, of Agnes was done so like cornily, cornily, yeah. and like you I, hate that part it, of the show. It, it doesn't that. really. Yeah give you like first of all it's already this weird thing but it seems to be where it's getting into mm-hmm. like a fantasy side of marvel more than we've ever seen which does exist in the comics side of magical super like not like supernatural magical yeah which does exist Sci-fi. in the comics yep. um but we well, haven't Doctor really Strange. we haven't really seen that as Doctor much Strange. that's like metaphysical though not really like 
I wouldn't. It's not like full. We haven't seen much in this. It's though. not full magic. Well, we you haven't. Know? Yeah, it's well, like, this isn't really though. All we've seen is her so, changing shit in the environment. So and we don't know yet. I, I, with the caveat that we don't know yet: the fact that there's all this witch stuff yeah. and this magic book, and what do you they, think about, and they handled it cornerly. Like it all didn't lair? add up well to me. What do you think about the lair? Uh, what's the thing? I mean, it was it was very hot. It was very horror origins. The way I uh, like. Suspense I, horror, the way she got it down there. I was feeling I very was like hoping, Hansel and Gretel while I was watching that. I was that. hoping I was like, that that would be like, like a met, like a, a metaphor or like a visualization of like the wounded and dark part of her like mind that she can't, as in wonders. Yeah, that she can't fucking handle. Be, that like holds all the keys to Vision dying and all these things that she's kind of like bottled up. That was like the representation of it in the physical world that she's created. You but, thought she'd be in a Star Wars Luke Skywalker facing Luke Skywalker. Yes, moment. that's no, that's exactly, <laughs> you, dude, spot on. Exactly, you, you laugh, but I we think that would have been accurate. That. We still could see that. I, that I could be the next that, episode. I, I hope that, that I hoped that that was what they were doing. It's like this is like her outward facing thing, and then we're going into the depths of her mind, and it, and it changes the decor of the place because interesting. You know well, the. The the theory the theory that I sort of enjoyed and have seen a couple of places is that this this place wherever it is this Westview um, New Jersey right that is shitty place that is like a nexus point for like the all the connected universes so that is like a connection point well when, it's when become you, one because of what's happened no no no, no. Or in I, the one I like is that that is one anyway. And the whole point of Fragness was to get her to this place. So, because in the comics, the the Nexus beings are like you beings of great power like, who can yeah. who can open portals to uh, can open dimensions. Mm. And Wanda's one of them. Mm. And I love the idea that maybe it's not going to be quite the same in this, but like her power can unlock. Yeah, no, these totally. gateways. I just hope that Agnes doesn't be like because she's been so campy and because the reveal was like it was Agnes the whole time. <laughs> so like, many people like that. Like I'm just like it, it lost some of its gravity. So I hope that like she actually gets some teeth. I see you're in a mo- you're in a moody boy today. I'm, I'm getting it now. I'm understanding. No, you, I just you're more to get, moody. You're not I quite. Wanted to get some teeth. That's all. <laughs> not some fucking. Cheese. Well, I think in the next, I'd love it if the next. So if we're saying that Agnes is the main, the, the big bad of this, let's say she well, is. Let's, say, let's seems, say there isn't another big bad. There's two episodes. So like I'd I'd like it to be a, a second reveal of something, right? Yeah, I'm sure there will be. But well, in that if that is the case, then I'd like the next episode to be what we just said. Like a wonder has to be herself, unless she then goes on to become the big bad. Yeah. Um, who knows? Or were you a bit disappointed by the reveal of the space engineer or lack of it? Because there say, really wasn't, there wasn't one. one. No, there wasn't. How dumb was that thing with the fucking car? So, so like, that's, stupid. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was so much was wasted nonsense. time in this episode. Well, the point of that was like so it, that she'd bust through and get her powers. Like, that was how, the how, setup for that. She could have fucking done it. They could have done something else. Just drive this car straight at it. Didn't work. Big build up. Well, they built the science, didn't they? And then she expanded the hex. Yeah. No, I just think that that was a wasted... What, that, a wasted they probably costed money, too. It was just a waste of... <laughs> time really I, enjoy, I i didn't enjoy that part as much i think when you had the when you had darcy Wu and monica rambo together that those three kind of like sizzled together they had like yeah, no, really you're right. great now chemistry well, as long, soon as was... you split them up it was like i wasn't quite as into it yeah you know agreed and you, you were expecting you were expecting like a, a new character that they didn't yeah. get as well which made it worse and what's it, yeah exactly yeah. and well i well the thing is they didn't say that the the person she met the the the, the female officer was the scientists she talked about. No, but they surely knew that people were expecting that. Well, yeah, yeah. that's a bit of a bait and switch, isn't yeah. it? And it, well, another thing I noticed this week as well is right. So, 
Vision can just take... Uh, he's done it before. Vision can take people out of the mind, whatever it is, totally. right? Why doesn't he just do it to everyone? Free them. Free I, these people, Vision. Free them! I mean, it's a good point, but I think it's because he's trying to figure shit out without alerting Wanda. That he's trying to figure yeah, shit and out? If he, and if he does that, like she'll obviously get across it, and he doesn't know how she'll I, react. I get that, but if yeah. you want quick answers, that's your way. She's not going to say... She's like. I, I think it's like they're they're covering that by being like vision's fucking like a baby but yeah, not okay. a baby because he has no memory so like he doesn't he's not quite as okay all-knowing as he was before because he's had a hard reset let's say true yeah. someone, someone made the point to me made the point actually and i can't actually it was one of our one of our favorite listeners and i can't remember which one i apologize made the point that you know the bit when they that they were sat in the van and that everyone was crossing the road and vision was thinking it was wonder who was trying <laughs> yeah. to slow him down yeah that must have been Agnes. Yeah. That can't have been Wanda. Because yeah. the closer he gets, like, and that's she was her losing focus. her powers. She, well, she was losing her focus. Yeah. And that's the point. She wants Sorry, her to that's lose what her I meant. focus. Yeah. So that's, I, some bits of that episode, I think, I think it was like laced, like the fine print of that episode was really interesting. But like you say, it was so heavily built around this sort of modern family office vibe. I, it just didn't work as well. It for also me. didn't build anything to a finish. Like every every other episode has had like little things that it built to kind of a crescendo and yeah. got something out of it. Like this one was kind of all over the place. It was a little it, bit. Which you're right. It is a setup episode. But then that was kind of the, the state of those office episodes. If you equate it to The Office, those were just batshit crazy. Especially the Brit, the, the English office. The office? Oh, oh, like the actual sitcom. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So like those those didn't really build to anything and they were just sort of like... Yeah, but like there, there were obviously themes and etc. Cetera, et cetera, no, no, but in the same totally, way, like, it was bad. But this crazy. is this is a sitcom, but it's still the MC. Like you know your fan base; they aren't yeah. expecting. Well, the they office. do know their fan base, and that's exactly why they played that game with you. Uh, I mean, played I, that I game don't appreciate week, it. And next week <laughs> they're going to absolutely it. bring you back down to earth. Are you excited for next week? I am excited. I'll I'll yeah. still say that I'm excited. And next week it's yeah. it's like two days away. True. And by the time this is out, it'll be two days in the past. True. <laughs> Very me. true. There's some serious multiverse of madness shit going on over here. Well, I, that's. I think that kind of covers it for Wonder Watch. If any of you guys have any interesting theories about Wonder Watch, anything you know, anything we've missed, anything we didn't talk about that you'd like us to talk about, let us know at Pod underscore Assemble on Twitter. That'd be great. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes, yes. Do you want to hit us with the main topic? Thing? I was going to ask you, and you oh, beat me fucking shit. to it. God damn it, dude! You weren't quick enough. The main topic theme. <laughs> the main topic. Main topic. Theme. Theme. Main topic I was doing the background. Anyway. It's always the same thing. Like that. how else? And I actually the other day was thinking, how else can I sing main topic theme in a different cadence? How can you? I, you can't. It's Hit always me up. the main topic theme. There's, I mean, I mean that's probably one vision experience. I think there's any other way to sing it. Like <laughs> guys, tell me if there is. I don't think. I'd love is. that. Yeah, if someone wanted to do it as a, a main topic theme, that'd be phenomenal. Maybe your brother, maybe my oh, brother. God, enough with it. He's such a flake. Um, yeah, so the <laughs> main topic. My brother's uh, too busy with a kid. He's up. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so what is the main topic this week? Do you want to talk uh, us through it? The Boys. Season yes. one and two. I did At a binge. Last. I did a binge. And I let me tell you, it was, all, it was worth the wait, Tommy. It Great. was worth the wait. It's a good show. It's a fucking really good show. I'm glad um, you think that because I genuinely was always of the opinion that you would really like this nah, show. No, it's a good it's a, Sorry. Saying it's a good show tonight. It's a it's like a phenomenal show. It's, it's very, very, very original. It's one of my most it's probably one of my it's definitely the first season, one of my top favorite first seasons. I would, I've said that a lot on this podcast, but I think it's just because we talk about things we like. Like no, it is way up there. I think it's like uh as far as like doing everything you want out of a show right, yeah. Will also be like 
if it wasn't about superheroes, I'd still be interested, kind of thing. Like, because there's yes. there's great casting, there's yes. great acting, Correct. there's great characters, yep. there's great like themes and statements. Like, great and all that. I love the boys because it's like a it's a satirical story, like grounded in gray. Yeah. Right. And well, let's let's well let's let's yeah. give it a background first. Do you yeah. mind if I give it a bit of background? Um, sure. I'll, I'll smash a bit of background in there, and then we can sort of get into the show. What I thought I'd do is just tell you a little bit about the the origins of this, because obviously. As you well you well know, this is based on uh, graphic novels or comics yeah. by uh, Garth Ennis. And Garth Ennis is a phenomenal, phenomenal writer. Um, Who's he, the, sorry, go ahead. He's really well known for uh, he, uh, Run on the Punisher. So the Punisher Max, it was called. So his, uh, Max was essentially Marvel's adult-facing comic books. He does this brutal, disgusting version of the Punisher, which is fucking phenomenal. But he also... Uh, he worked on uh, DC's Vertigo, which is the same sort of like the, uh, the adult content side of things, which sort of gave him more freedom. And he created, uh, he was partially created Sandman, which is actually, we we briefly brushed upon it a couple of weeks ago. They're making, uh, I think it's a Netflix show of it, but it's very fucking cool. And it's really what is massively renowned. But he has like a background in Western, in horror. He's done all kinds of shit. He is just, so fucking cool, Garth Ennis. I look. Some of his work is incredible. I've actually just bought the first issue of of the boys. There's 72 of them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long old hard road. 72 waiting for me. 72 yeah. issues. So it's they've got 70, some source material to go through. Run. Yeah. Huh. Well, so we can talk about this in a little bit, but it's very different from the comics and some of the things that it I've, goes I've into. heard that. But I like I, that writer. Who's the main showrunner? So I was about He's to talk about gun. that. So for, for the show, it's Eric Kripke, right? He, he seems really smart. Supernatural. Yeah, I've seen a couple and interviews. He did that for 15 seasons? I guess, yeah. That went on forever. Supernatural sounds familiar. I totally know what that is. Oh, man. Is I, it a I CW show or something? I think it's. Think yeah. it is. Well, it actually, it actually moved around. It, it got canned on one, but like it has a massive like fan base, so it came back. So can you tell me what the IMDb score is for this? What do you reckon the, the buzz uh, is? It's, it'd be like, for IMDb, and this is a really, really good rating on IMDb, I'd say it's mid-8.5-ish. Eight like 8. ish. Ooh, so close. You're getting better at these. 8.7. Yeah. That's the more impressive. Yeah, it's like honestly, there's not a lot of shows that are that high. It's it's phenomenal, and and the the premise of the boys, right? Do you want to premise the boys? Uh, I mean, I'll let you do it. You're more succinct than me. <laughs> well, it's essentially a world where superheroes exist, right? And it flips the usual superhero tale of one of optimism to one where they've been corrupted by essentially celebrity status, and you know, more often than not, are likely to be involved in. You know, less than super behavior. I think it's just like say? grounded in reality. It's a superhero show yeah. grounded in reality yeah. of like, actually, if we did have superheroes, why are we assuming that they'd be good people? 100%. And yeah. also, it sort of it dives into the shadier side of business as well. Um, there's a bit, there's a company that essentially owns them called Vought, and it delves into their shady side and how they essentially run their lives, yeah. their hearing schedules, their social media, and how that affects them as heroes in quotes and so people like, and people yeah and people and there's and there's so much more than that but that's the sort of overview of the show i think what what we might as well do then is just talk a little bit about it generally yeah sort of talk about the actors and the characters and then maybe jump a little bit into just what kind of just a vague overview of the first and second season then we can just go into talking about because i have i can't wait to talk to you about this i've been Dude, waiting yeah, for it's, so it's long a great show I, like as i was saying it's it's 
the reason why it's like a step above like your standard show, like even yeah. like WandaVision, these other great shows that we like on the MCU, this is a very different show. It's oh, like absolutely. dense. It's got like a lot of nuance. It's grounded in gray, nuanced characters that they really focus on and build out. Oh, absolutely. Um, it also manages to make like really impressive statements Yep. alongside like poignant themes that basically like force the viewer to ask like serious questions yeah, that, but also doesn't tell them what the answers are uh, yeah like it's it's really open-ended so yeah okay well let's let's talk about the characters then because for me there's uh, if, for me in the show there are essentially two parallel running point of view characters in, in inverted commas i'm waggling my fingers around like any of you can fucking see me like an idiot yeah. so for me the two point of point of viewish characters uh who you sort of follow through one one of which is huey yeah so and- huey is obviously the human classic human being uh he's a bit of a doofus classic human being he's classic in a world he's, of he's the classic heroes. he's the classic like goofy nerdy guy he absolutely he's is like that. the guy he's, that he's a bit of a doofus, would probably so listen to this podcast all oh, absolutely i would hope loves should Billy we be Joel. so lucky about huey loves it well i like huey I, as a fan. anyway so he in my opinion is sort of mirrored and opposite to opposited that's not a word i'm not entirely sure <laughs> I'm trying, yeah it really is he he the, you have this mirror pov character who in my opinion is starlight so she, she, you are introduced to her at the very beginning and you sort of follow her story into the seven and how it's very different from how she imagined uh how do you what how do you see it do you see you it know, i haven't seen season one as recently as season two okay um so i thought you were going to say homelander because but i think season two centered a lot more around homelander than than yes, it did it starlight so maybe that's where the dichotomy is there but you're well, right she kind I think of starts out yeah remembering the season one it did start with those two characters and following their they, their origin stories really yeah and in the, and yeah. in the same way they both start out as these sort yeah. of dewy-eyed massive optimists in the world and then all of that changes as soon as something happens to them there's a big event that happens to both of them at the very beginning of their careers <laughs> and it completely hardens them and it's their sort of devolution into you know how far do they go into these lives how far does huey go into being a superhero hunter and how far does starlight go into being a social media obsessed for porn so it's really interesting for me they're the two characters that i resonated most with at the very beginning yeah i mean and and not only like vault pawn but just like how how will she get sucked into the lifestyle or will she maintain her core for sure yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's there's loads of the interesting thing is all the way through there's loads of little trials for them both, and they it's how they deal with that. It's, but, fu- it's funny that you're focusing on those two because they're like actually my two least favorite characters in the show. I think because Starlight really grows on me. I so they flipped over. So at the beginning, I liked Huey, and because I could I could really get behind his mo- motivations throughout the whole show. Yeah. So the what happens to what happens with huey is he eventually joins up with billy butcher who as we all know is played by carl urban who is great in this now he epitomizes the, the he's great in this. his english accent i know is fucking terrible but is, isn't he it. actually english no is he american I think he's australian aussie i don't know check it out yeah but uh now nah, he he epitomizes the role really well his accent's dire we have billy butcher who's essentially using Huey's this big traumatic thing that's happened to Huey to manipulate him essentially into becoming his pawn a little bit and then eventually he joins the group which we're going to call the boys from now on which is Huey it's Butcher it's Mother's Milk and it's Frenchie who are essentially fighters against super superheroes yeah 
which is what they are. And they all have their own motivations. And the best thing about it is they're all really fleshed out characters. Uh, and, and I think that really works. But on the other hand, you have Starlight who joins the Seven. Yeah. Do you want to talk to me about the Seven? So the Seven is almost like, think of it as the, the uh, not the Avengers, but similar. Well, it's, it's like, the Justice League. It's the ju- well, it's the Justice League. It's, it's literally the Justice League. It's, the, it's a group. Of, I guess it would be Justice League, yeah, yeah. because of uh, you've got Hon- deep, Homeland Aquaman. and Superman. Yeah, the D. No, that's fair. You've got Wonder Woman. You've got um, you've got Batman. They're all they're all like quasi satirical character like they versions are, of each exactly, character. Exactly. So you're right. It's Justice League, and uh, but in this world, it's kind of just this like, what is the ultimate like a list superhero they're the people in in the seven yes. they're like yes. the, it's like the top of the food chain as far as like being an actor or being a you know a celebrity you're in the seven you are the top of the food chain uh for superheroes and there's Which all sorts really of people that like twist. almost got in and all sorts of people that like yeah used to be in so there's these like you know b-list c-list superheroes yep. that have like kind of fallen by the wayside so yep. that's kind of the world you're you're in so talk to me talk to me about the seven then like so ob- obviously when when we meet them they're the six because obviously starlight <laughs> is becoming one of the seven yes so we have we have Homelander, who is essentially a psychopathic. Hol- Homelander Superman. is, I think, the life and blood of this show. I, he, he is so interesting as a character. A hundred percent agrees. Yeah. He he's just so well. But I, I think as well that other characters, how they portray their sort of fear of him, really drives that forward. So Queen May and, and the fact that he's fucking scary. He is fucking scary. A fucking psychopath. Queen like, Maeve is like the second strongest superhero, and she is shit scared of him. Yeah. Yeah, and and like without getting into some of the satire and themes, we like she embodies a big one, but uh, we can do that in a bit. But yeah, he like I think I think so, Anthony Starr nails that role. As yeah, Amanda. he like, kills it. He's he, like it's really weird. You see him, he takes the blonde wig off, he takes the shoulder pads off, and he just looks. So, I mean, it's stupid, but it looks completely different. He's I actually black have hair. no idea what he looks like. He's just got black hair, and he I'm just, gonna look him up. Yeah, he's not. He's not as hectic, hectically large as. Um, <laughs> as Homelander is similar, ha- similar hairstyle, just black. I think that's just his hair. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe they just bleached it. Yeah. So I mean, well, we sort of touched on this before, but so we essentially start. What I'm going to do is quickly is just talk through the real broad overview of the first yeah. and second season, and then we can jump into our sort of favorite bits and you know talk about more of this. Should, should we finish the characters up of the seven? Yeah, please. So sorry, the, yeah, so the deep bad. who is uh, played by the guy from. XOXO Gossip Girl. Uh, Easy. Oh, that's that's his main role. Yeah, Got he's him. the pretty boy, cocky guy in Gossip Girl. Okay. Uh, we have Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. We've I'm going to find these actors. We've like, got A Train. Who Let me is. Let these actors' names while we're talking. So you have obviously Anthony Starr, who I mentioned before. Uh, Queen Maeve is Dominique uh, McElligot. That's a weird word spelling. McElligot. I've never, I, I've not seen her before, but sorry, go on. You were saying? Uh, we have um, A-Train, yeah, who is played by... Fucking great. I don't, I don't know, have it in front of me, to be fair. Uh, Jesse T. Usher. Jesse and T. he was Usher. in is that the Usher's son? Shaft movie with... Yeah, he was Shaft's son. Um, he was in Independence Day Resurgence. He's a, I used to really rate him. He's been, he's been in more stuff than you think he's been in. He's been in a lot of things. Starlight. Who's played by Erin Mor- Moriarty? Yeah, I actually um, follow her on Instagram. She's she's a good person to follow. She's <laughs> very down the line with her politics. Um, so we then also have Translucent, who in the first series very. is phenomenal. He's a real creep, um, and it's it's kind of that. So Translucent's we should have said the superpowers. Homeland is obviously like um, Superman, Queen Maeve, Wonder Woman, those sort of powers. Translucent is this. 
Essentially, he can turn his skin he's into an alloy, guy. which makes him go invisible. And he's also like like impenetrable, apparently. And well. also gets diamond hard skin, which is yeah. which is really really interesting. And he's a super perv, which <laughs> I really. There's a scene when uh, Storm Storm uh, um, when Starlight is crying in the bathroom, yeah. and then he's just there, just because he to, to to be completely invisible, he has to be, be naked, naked, yeah, and he's just naked in the bathroom. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and. Then we have obviously the deep who you mentioned. What do you think who, about the deep? I love that satire. So the deep is yeah, and he's Aquaman. the Aquaman guy. He can talk to fish. Um, and the last, yeah, just just he's just a goofy character. He's hilarious. Well, the last one's my favorite. My last one is Black Noir. Now Black Noir is a kind of just, so he he initially starts rogue. off as like a Batman yeah. parody almost, but then you find out he actually does have some pretty dark ass superpowers. He's a ninja. Uh, he's got this this regenerative fact regenerative regenerative. Re- he can heal real good. Regeneration. <laughs> he can heal well. He heal good. Um, I, he's 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 fucking very cool. And I'll I'll touch on it a little bit in the mix. I don't I don't want to ruin too many things for you. But in the comics, his character is way different. Like mm. his character is it's like a mind shattering how different his character is in the comics. But I really like those, and they work really well together as characters. So far, yeah. Uh, and then you got the boys where there's uh, there's Frenchie, there's Billy yeah. Butcher, and Huey, and that's kind of the oh, and Mother's Milk. And each of these guys have, yeah. has really a different role to play and yep. different backstories for why they hate soups, but we don't. And they're called soups superheroes. Well, and I think the, the, the interesting thing that. watching the two different groups is you have the seven who on who, who put on this great front of being like this team, this unit. But like when you see them in their own time, they're all massively dysfunctional yeah. and completely hate each other. Yeah. But then you see the boys and they just hate each other. <laughs> like, but they're like also functional. Yeah, but then they function, <laughs> yeah, which is such a weird flip on it. Yeah, and I think that it's it's also interesting, like the irony, it's like how, like a, a big part of the theme, I think here, if, do you want to get into that? Well, or what, do you want to talk about the themes yeah. then? Talk about the tone and the themes. I think one of the, one of the themes is like, for sure, how far is too far? Yeah, hundred percent. Right, like, yeah, and yeah. and then finding like a, your moral compass and like what is absolutely. what is moral, what is immoral. Yeah, and it's ironic. Absolute power be, corrupts absolutely. That's that's there too. Yep. Uh, what's ironic is like you've got these. Technically, you have two vigilante groups, right? Like these superheroes are vigilante, like vigilante justice, right? They yeah. go and just go save, do it, and don't really care, you know. Well, who they hurt in the process, and that's part of like the they're pretty good at murder. The immoral part yeah. of of the superheroes in this world. Yep. Uh, at times they do distasteful things, but then you look at the boys and like we're you know we root for them, we like them. That's kind of the tone the show do we, takes. Do we root for them? But though? at the do same time, they're the also a vigilante group. Yeah. Who who at times does distasteful things for to get to their outcome. So it's like yeah, and you supposed it's really to dislike ambiguous. them. Yeah, it's really, it's, like, who do you root for? Why do you root for them? They, there's no real clear answers here. And that's a big part of why I like the we, show. We talked about uh, our love for um, the Game of Thrones series, predominantly based on the fact that it explores those gray areas so well. And this does a lot of that this too. This is the first show that's given me like truly gray characters where yeah. I'm, I'm ultimately surprised at how I find like even Homelander yeah. at times I'm sympathetic for him. So the, the, the challenge with Homelander is, and we should have probably prefaced this up top, is that when you watch him, his public persona is this like virtuous, whiter than white, yeah. Christ, Christ perfect, Catholic, a, perfect American, perfect American yeah. wears the American flag on his back. And then you get the flip side of it when the cameras are off and he is an absolute psychopath. Like he's sociopath. literally a psychopath. Yeah. And it works so well. And Anthony Starr I mentioned before just plays that sort of like almost, almost dual 
dual motivated character unbelievably well and you find out more about his motivations as the season goes on yeah how there's, do you th- there is one theme sorry you go i was gonna say like, talk to talk themes how do you think uh what do you think the main theme that weaves through the whole thing is so, so i was i was trying to read up on this and i was i i didn't really i didn't want to read too much into it but then i read i was sort of like just thinking the absolute power corrupts absolutely like i mentioned before and that doesn't quite cover it for me because mm. i think there are too many gray areas to just flat out say that and i read this one quote which i really loved and i should have written down who wrote it so i apologize but it's the perver- it is the perversion and sale of the american dream and to me as soon as i read that i was like well that's exactly what the show is yeah i think it i think it's like a satire on America. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. this is, you think this is the American, you think that, you know, love, yeah. pursuit of happiness is the American dream. This is the reality that you guys actually live in. A hundred percent. And let me take off all the like nice little covers and show yeah. you actually yeah. what, Peek behind the curtain. what America is. Love that. And it's, it's really crazy because it's, uh, it's, it's so appropriate to Trump being yeah. politics. Oh, well, like well, without just, getting too into it, but, but you kind of have to, it's not get show. too political. We're yeah, not a political show. You you kind of have to, we're with this show, though. Show, we're not a political show. The two There's things no are... <laughs> way to talk about the boys without getting political because True. it's a direct satire on the American people. And today's like Instagram worship culture, True. True. these people willingly accept their oppressors in, yeah. the, in the boys. Well, and, they, I, willingly, do they have a choice? There's a lot that look, well, we'll they willingly talk, worship them. Let's talk, let's talk about that in a moment. At times. Can I ask you just before we jump into anything further? So, what do you think? Yeah. Are, what do you think? The, what's your overlaying tone of this show? Like, what what's the tone you always feel when you're watching it? Um, tone. It's a tough one because, like, when I was I was it, thinking it about varies, this person, right? And it but... do, it varies a lot. And the one thing that I kept kept coming back to over and over again was just like nihilism, like yeah. the meaninglessness of everything when you have i think these superheroes who could murder you without even thinking i think it is nihilistic but it's also like it's just like jade like jaded and like in terms of the characters yeah yeah, like it it just in terms of like world outlook you're right yeah it's jaded nihilistic world outlook and all the politics you were talking about before and there's there's certainly bits in it where the superheroes are trying to interfere or be involved in politics and it's like that's not your role but how can you say no to a being who could smash you like a grape it's it's a critique on like the modern like power system in america for sure and like think about like just even this metaphor right like homelander representing america and all that is good and the american dream all that's good about america America. sucking on the teat of the VP of the most powerful company it's, in the world, like with a full like edible fixation, like that has to be a statement against like oh, American biz, big let's, business. Let's and not it's, get too far in because that's a little and, bit spoilery, but like, like that, that's a hundred percent. I mean, it it has to be. It's like hey, like you. Anyway. That's a hundred percent it, and that yeah. and it's it's the power it's the power struggle, and that's yeah. what's really interesting about the show. So in terms of the seasons, I'm gonna rattle this off because I'm I'm dying to talk about just what happens in the show. The first season essentially plots the course of Huey attempting to gain revenge on A-Train. I think that's a, it's a good start, succinct yeah. way of saying it. And we also we also follow Starlight through her journey joining the Seven and how she's affected by that and how her understanding of superheroism changes. And then we also have Billy Butcher. <laughs> I love that character. It's He's such so a good. ridiculous name. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's uh, such- uh, he also has... 
what we find about the boys is they all have essentially a revenge motive, but Billy's is the one that drives that drives their cause forward. And it all crescendos, uh, in a really awesome way. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, and it's quite hard to talk about the second season without sort of ruining the first one, but we are going to try. The plot continues from essentially literally where it leaves off in the first. We are introduced to Stormfront, who is a new social media savvy soup. Uh, and she is very good at manipulating Homelander and the media. Uh, manipulating and in general, yeah. Yes. While, while I feel Huey and Starlight aren't necessarily the main-ish characters of this season as much, we more follow Billy Butcher's story and, and sort of how that unfolds going all the way through. It's... It's... It's a bigger foot. I would say the two people that we focus on in season two are Billy Butcher and Homelander. Yes. And I think that's why. So I think your POV characters in the first place are those two. Yeah. While they're still Dewey and naive and Dewey eyed. Yeah. And then it flips. It it almost goes from the least powerful to the most powerful characters. Over to see, which is interesting. Look, we're going to go full spoilers now, but just before we do, I'm going to ask you if, Aquaman 2018 was a 10 part <laughs> Amazon Prime. I neck myself. Which do you think, <laughs> do you think is better or worse than 2018? This Aquaman? doesn't even. This is, this, is, this is a dumb question. <laughs> this is a dumb. I don't. I refuse to play. What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's better, man. Do you better. think? W- w- okay, here's a better question. Would you rather see a the worst a episode half- of this is no, better no, no. than? Would yeah. you rather see a two and a half hour movie of the deep being the deep? Yes. Or Aquaman The Deep being the deep. That's yeah, a better so. question. And I would still prefer the deep being the deep. The jokes you get old <laughs> after a while. Oh, yeah, but yeah, like, so does, what's his name's wet, black, tight jeans. So. Wet thought. Yeah. Look, let's jump straight into spoilers and spoiler warning from here on out. I, I've been really excited to talk to you about this show since day dot. So, so that, how do you want to do it? Do you want to just go through like your let's favorite just go parts? Through the, like the series is and talk about our favorite parts throughout. Like I think the way it starts and that revenge, the reason for Hugh's desire for revenge is that A-Train smashes through his girlfriend. Like bloody gore within the first 30 seconds of the show. Blodes her. Yeah. She just goes everywhere. And like, it doesn't hold back. There's no apologies about it. It's very gory. It's unbelievable. Like for you as an entrance to the show, how do you feel about that? I was just like, okay, this is going to be one of those shows where I'm just going to get a lot of blood and guts like right in the beginning. But no, I... I think it's a it's a very bold introduction into yeah. the world. Like it sets the tone for like what kind of world you're living in. Okay, it's interesting actually talking. I just thought about this as we were talking. Then obviously Eric Kripke is the showrunner for this. Um, interesting into him because he seems to have a fascination with that. So in Supernatural, we mentioned his longest running TV series. I actually know this because my brother got me into it when I was younger. <laughs> I, I quickly fell off after about fucking six seasons. There's that many of them. Wow. The middle gets a bit weird. I was going to say, it can't be that good for that long. It apparently ends really well. Anyway, mm. so there's two brothers in that, right? And they're going around hunting demons and monsters and la la la. Okay. The plot device that gets the main character who's not sure about it to agree to go and do this uh, monster hunting is that a monster kills his girlfriend. So it's revenge, yeah. It's essentially another revenge tale, which is really interesting. And I don't know if that's another case of frid- fridging someone as we were talking about last week which we don't really need in mm. uh you know, our media anymore i mean i don't do think it. they make it all about the fact that it was his girlfriend it's more about like this is uh, someone he loved and he and he's like a pretty lonely guy he doesn't really him and his dad don't really have this like they're not stellar relationship no, so it's like no. the only person he's ever had Simon Pegg, yeah great casting yeah yeah 
Uh, we talked about this before. So in the comics, Simon, the main character who is Huey is based on Simon Pegg, essentially. He just aged out of the role. Yeah. And it's really weird looking at the graphic novels now and being like, that's not what Huey looks like. Because <laughs> obviously I'm going the wrong way around here. But yeah. like, I'm going to have to fill in those blanks in my own head. So that's sort of the, the motivation for him. Billy Butch's motivation. What do you think of that? Because we find out uh, more so, about yeah, season so one. So Billy, Billy Butch's motivation is more explored in season two. But well, you're told about it in season one. You find out all about you it. Find, I guess you find out about all the backstory of it yeah. in season two. So he's a, his motivation is Homelander has like raped and... He believes. He believes has raped and... Made his wife murdered. disappear. Yeah. He thinks she murdered. They don't yeah. know. He's never. He's never figured it out. But he, she's he's, disappeared. He fears murdered. Yeah. Um. And that's his motivation for going after Homelander, the most powerful being in, in the, the universe. universe. Yeah. We start small. So it's interesting that you have this sort of like build up for Billy trying to move towards taking on Homelander. And in the yeah. very last episode, he tries that and epically fails, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a minute. Uh, but so you see him, they capture Translucent very early on. So what happens is essentially Billy manipulates Huey to go and try and plant a bug in Vault, basically using his, you know, he's literally choosing that poor guy's suffering to yeah. manipulate him to do some stuff. Because he's a shady, shady guy. He's definitely morally like has uh, oh, needs sorry. an update. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two point Yeah, needs to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he manipulates, and and then what happens is Translucent, who we talked about before, who's the essentially invisible character, follows him back to where he works, and they capture him. And that's <laughs> where you bring in the rest of the boys. So you then you bring in, uh, you get Frenchie coming in at this point, and Mother's Milk, hilarious. Mother, Mother's Milk comes in a bit later, I think. I don't remember, to be fair. But they, this Frenchie is basically, they get the band back together. You're right, a couple yeah, of it's, it's, it's exactly so They're getting right. the like, band get back the band together because they've guys. gotten the soup that they can, and they all want to kill soups and, and they, they need each other. They each have expertise, right? Yeah. Well, Mother's Milk, Frenchie's is essentially explosives. Yeah. He's you actually like, find out more about that in the second season. This crazy chemist, like oh, French so dude fun. who's got the funniest French accent, who's just like wild so and is, yeah, it's and a then, great character. So, so they basically. Uh, we're going from one explosive moment to another here. I th- my favorite bit, probably in the whole season, is w- when Huey finally plucks up the courage to murder Translucent. So the point is that Translucent is, is, is caught by the guys and they... You explain it. It's too fucking funny. It's so too they, good. They, I don't really exactly remember how it all happens, but they're they caught by the out. guys. They knock him out. They, they're trying to figure out a way to kill him. They stick C4 up his ass. They, they st- eventually, they <laughs> stick C4 up his ass. And like the, all the guys have left for some reason. Huey's alone with them and he gets out. Homelander's in, in the area and they're trying yeah. to distract Homelander. So yeah, they're trying to like make sure they don't get caught because Homelander's looking for Translucent who's and missing. Huey lets him go. And then he says something at the end, doesn't he? And pisses him off. I th- I think he basically just calls him weak. Yeah, and then he blows him up and just and he, blood and guts. Huey everywhere. has this yeah. fucking American psycho yeah. moment where he just so they realize that only the outside of translucent is is impenetrable. The inside, yeah. on the other hand, <laughs> very penetrable. So they they get the C four. They fucking so like how, it's they, such a brutal moment. How does he not know that he? How does he not know that there's C four up his ass? I forget about this. I think he knows something's in there. I just don't uh, think he knows what. Got it. Okay. Oh my god! It's, but so like, so you so you follow those stories through, and then you've also got so what you think at the very beginning is you think Homelander is going to be this paragon of justice, this fucking yeah. great great bloke. And at the end of the first episode, he goes and he murders a senator. Yeah. So that, you've seen him more recently than me. Like, so he the senator tries to blackmail Vaught into yeah. He basically figures out cheap. what you know, and then this is a big spoiler. Oh, superhero, which we haven't even touched on. We'll talk about How do superheroes yeah. exist in this world? Well, like we're led to believe that they're born we're and they're God's gift. Born that way, yeah. But through the season, you find out that, that there's something called Compound V. And we yes. don't know what it is at first. 
but Homelander sure does, and so does the head of Vought, who yep. he's very close with, a yep. female. And uh, basically one of the senators kind of hints that he knows what it is, yep. and Homelander takes him out, murders him. So he's not that nice. And that's yeah, Madeline Stilwell. And that sort of that encapsulates how few fucks Homelander gives. Yeah. He's like this senator, you know, supposed to be the dude who, like, sets the laws. And, and he blows his plane up. And just fucking destroys the plane mm -hmm. and then there's an interesting bit after that which begins to show you how scared of homeland of the seven are when uh the deep reports back and he says it seems like there was something that might have like yeah. chopped the plane yeah. and homelander fucking gives him this look and you're like oh he gonna die <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's so there's a really interesting so i mentioned before like i think starlight's like the other pov character in this what's interesting is She's introduced the seven. Like I say, she's naive. She's young. She's innocent. And then she essentially gets sexually assaulted by the deep. Day one. Day one. So in the comics, that's actually a Homelander apparently who does that. I like which is it interesting. I way prefer it better that way because yeah. they can. And then what so happens? Like Homelander's is, just like bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. He, doesn't, I mean? he doesn't need to stoop yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, and then he essentially gets extradited from the seven. Uh, and he goes off to some backwater town and he's Homelander like... Homelander does? No, no, no. The, oh, the deep, sorry, in the, the show. In the... Yeah, yeah. He goes to like Toledo, Ohio or something. And essentially the whole kind of... The whole thrust of the first season is is Billy trying to find a way to get revenge on Homelander. Uh, he essentially manipulates Starlight at some points, uh, the, the relationship that's building with Huey. And what we find at the end of it is that Billy Butcher's wife actually isn't dead. Yeah. So Homelander didn't rape her. And well, we don't know if he didn't rape her. Or he no, did I rape think her. in the second season you find out that he didn't. I watched it and it wasn't clear to me. It's, it, I mean, it, it implies that it was consensual and it implies that she was just too upset to go back to Billy. I don't think that is, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we can that take was, it off well, That's fine. What, yeah, do, you, yeah, what do you think I, it, it was? It felt like to me like it, it wasn't like a full on rape, but it was like, I'm taking her into a room and you're going to, and she was too scared to say no kind of right, thing, which right. is, which is also rape. Yeah, uh, and and then it was kind of like she knew and she never reached out to Billy because she knew he would never stop chasing Homelander because of that sure. and he would die well then, yeah, yeah. I'm, anyway. I mean maybe I mean I saw it a different way I saw it as in like she like I say she, it was consensual and she was just too upset to go back to Billy and then the crux of this is that she actually had superheroes are supposed to be uh, aren't supposed to be able to breed right yeah uh, it's supposed to be sterile and she has Homelander's kid yeah and at the does. end of it we find out about we, we're skipping big chunks of this well I mean we can't summarize two like, seasons in an hour that reveal so. is mind shattering yeah I it's think so good and he becomes a key part of the second season for sure and I he was one of the parts and just I'm just jumping around now yeah no, let's uh, just do that I, I love the like slow reveal of Homelander's megalomania yes best part of the first season and then you kind of start to realize holy crap this guy's fucking insane <laughs> And then season two, you really, like, you yeah. really get it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And part, like, one of the best parts of this show for me so far was, like, I was, like, full on, like, this guy at any given scene could just murder someone. Yeah. Like, you, you there's oh an anxiety God, yeah. over every scene that he's in. And then, like, eventually. That's what the show does really well. Yeah. And, you, and that also, I think, is a total, like, as an aside, like, call out to how women like must have felt in the workplace dominated by absolutely. men for so long. Absolutely. And there's a scene where Starlight talks about that kind of mm, how yeah, she's like really having powerful. working with Homelander and you're like, wow, that is totally meant to be a call out to like 
basically misogynistic workplaces. Yeah. Um, and Harvey Weinstein, all that kind of stuff. Like, not 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 wanting to sort of move away from that because that's yeah. obviously a very poignant point. But I, the thing, the way I really, the thing I really like about it is. In the first season, Homelander's you know psychotic tendencies—they're almost played for laughs. So yeah. like you're watching it, and there's there's the bit when they go up, they, they go up to find a shooter, and Homelander just basically like rips his heart out. Yeah, and then yeah. he's like, "Oh well, we have to act like he shot first. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost played for laughs. Yeah, and it gradually devolves, and then you get to the plane scene, and I couldn't wait for you to see that. There's there's a there's a like scene. A, it'll almost, probably live with me forever. It's almost like the anti. 911 yes. scene where you yes. like where where you like hear about the in 911 that one crew that crashed the plane to yeah. save everyone yeah it's like the opposite of yeah. that yeah well it's like yeah well what happens is that there's this there's this through running story in it where they want to get superheroes into the military there's this big big deal about you know we need it should be our soldiers etc cetera, etc cetera. and what happens is a plane gets hijacked crossing the atlantic and the soups aren't called in to deal with it because it's not an American territory, but Homelander and Queen Maeve go anyway. And what happens is in the sort of like for all and everything going on, Homelander like just uh, he uses heat vision and just cuts through the controls of the plane. And then he panics. He realizes that they can't save, save yeah. everyone. Uh, and then you see that flip of him. You actually see the psych- psychopath come yeah, out. Yeah, like, and I, he just turns to Maeve and he says, "These people are expendable. They have to die." Yeah, like he knows at that point that that's it. Like he can't. It's not like Superman. So in, in Superman, there's this big like kerfuffle. What's the word I, we, we keep using? MacGuffin. MacGuffin. There's this MacGuffin that he can. So he doesn't like you, you know like Superman returns where he catches the plane and he brings it down he actually has a force field that goes around the thing. So it all stays together. So if it was just a plane coming down, it would just crumple in the middle, right? Or snap. Mm-hmm. Whereas he has this like force field that goes around and keeps intact mm-hmm. where Homelander knows he doesn't have that. He's just like, I cannot keep, keep this plane up flying. It will just snap in half. He, he isn't quick enough to take people one by one to the ground. And he's just like, Fuck you, you're all going to die. No, it's like my <laughs> like, image over you. Yeah, because he would have gotten heat for fucking everything up. Yeah. But, and then you see him flip it around, which is even more fucking crazy. Yeah, and then in the next scene, he totally like makes it, uh, 180s it, and is like, we should have been able to get involved here because yeah, we could have saved everyone. He and plays it, it to it, his advantage. Like, it's corporate, totally corporate, just yeah. like, so you are in it for yourself and you only do. But the part I was going to get to that I totally went off track on was uh he's this crazy insane guy totally psychopath and then like in season two there's a couple scenes and i wish they would have done this a bit more okay where like you get into his past as a kid yeah and you almost feel sorry for him like in moments particularly when he's talking to his own kid and he's like well i didn't have any of that i was hoping they would have like delved into those moments more first they did and they did it in early in the second season and i also want like i wanted like them to explore actually like you maybe get a hint of like yeah. this is actually what homelander wants is like someone to feel like on par with and have a relationship and like a a support system and familiar mm. system that where he can 
kind of identify with them. Yeah, and it's almost tragic because if he had it, he might not have turned into this thing. Yeah, interesting. But we didn't get a ton of that. I would have liked to No, but uh, that's a really interesting point. They certainly build on that in the second season. We, yeah. we might as well touch on the second season. Like, Sorry, I jumped to the what, second season. No, no, I what, what I'd love it. to do is just quickly wrap up, kind of going through frenetically the bits we're talking about and then yeah. just talk about some random bits because there's some really fucking funny bits in this as well. So the second season, like I say, Stormfront gets introduced. It turns out she's essentially a, a Nazi, right? She's lived for a long time. Yeah, they were, they were all over the place with that. But. It's it's a bit all over the place, that story, but she and Homelander spark a relationship to superpowered humans. They go on a bit of a rampage, doing whatever the fuck they want. And then it's about, it essentially ends with Homelander's son basically you, losing control of his heat vision and frying her. Yeah. But that also then kills Butcher's wife. Who is his mom. Who is his mom. Yeah, so he kills his mom. He accidentally kills his own mom and then it falls to the kid he has this it's it's a literal choice it's like do you want to go with homelander and become like a psychopath or do you want to go with butcher and become also Whatever. a psychopath <laughs> but you know just like, like, but like it's more, more like his mom obviously trusted this guy so she yeah. it's kind of symbolically yeah. Oh, yeah, do you want to go with your mom i that's a really touching scene yeah. i really like that how he goes over to butcher I'm, I, I really think he's gonna I, they're playing it up as if he like the kid's gonna be the only one who's gonna be able to beat homelander yeah, we'll see. I Which think is they're, interesting. They're going to put him away for a while and probably recast he's got, him. He's got to be put in the back yeah. for a bit. Yeah, um, look, this there's so much to unpack in these two seasons. I think we could have probably done an episode on each. I was going to say, but we probably should have. But still, like, let's let's go into a few. What are your favorite scenes? What are your favorite bits from this? Because there's so many, like, meaty bits. We so yeah, I touched on it a bit, but the Homelander, Homelander has this weird fucking relationship with the boss from Vought in season yeah. one. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, this sexual, like, mom thing as well. It's, it's all over the place. But there's this, see, there's, like, scenes where he's literally, like, drinking her breast milk, like, sucking yeah. on her teeth like a baby. And that falls soon to the second season. Uh, yeah. Well, well, explain what happens with them then. Yeah, so their relationship's fucked. So it's it's this weird thing where like she's like kind of the only one that can control him. Yes. But he she he also doesn't like being controlled. Yes. He's like conflicted with himself on this. So there's like always these moments of like who's actually in control here for the whole season of the first a whole entirety of the first season. Yeah. And there is a scene where she he he's sucking on her teeth and it's like totally a metaphor for American big yeah. business sucking on the teeth <laughs> of uh politics polit- yeah, politicians. Yeah, yeah. Um but and vice versa. In the end, basically, Butcher tries to use... He, Butcher finds out about this relationship Madeline, yeah. uh, and tries to basically use this woman. What is her name? Madeline... Madeline Stillwell. Stillwell. Tries to use Homelander's connection to her yeah. against him to yeah. get to the bottom of it's, it's uh, the what happened with his wife. one tied to humanity. Yeah, and and basically... Turns out he doesn't have one. <laughs> and, and, and it was going to be the test. And I think we all, after seeing a season of Homelander, knew it was going to happen. I I, 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 I I was absolutely flabbergasted by it. I, at that point, was like, yeah, he's going to fucking... I was flabbergasted. Because it was, as soon as I heard the... Because basically, the re, Homelander ends up killing her and says, so now what's your plan going to do? Like, what so do you do? I don't give a fuck about her. So basically, she her. lies to Homelander yeah. about the child because he finds out that the child is uh, the child is his yeah. and is alive and also may have powers. And he realizes she's lied to him. Yeah, and he's he, he basically does the whole teary and I'm going to tell two, two different stories kind yes. of thing. He hears two different stories from two different people that with yes. a minor detail change. So he knows they're lying. Um, and when I when I saw that, Classic. I was like, oh, Classic. he's, he's going to murder her. Tyrion she, Lannister. Yeah, she's, she's done. Uh, but it's a really powerful scene because you're so like, he just he fucking just, he kills visions her. her eye, he her visions face. her eyes. Her whole face collapses. It's fucking, it's fucking it's, gnarly. <laughs> but then he just looks to, to Butcher and he's like, so... 
what are you going to do now, bro? Now. Yeah. And, uh, but boom. that's the most interesting part because then Butcher obviously explodes the house. That was his plan was he to, pulls the trick. his plan was to kill Stillwell and, you know, rid sort of Homelander of his one tie to like a normal sort of life. Yeah. Normal. Uh, what happens is he put, he blows himself up, but Homelander is so fast. He saves him. And while he's unconscious, flies him out to the house where the mum and the kid who he didn't know about mm-hmm. are. And it's like, yeah, it's great. So that, that's the ending of the first season. We're introduced to Homelander's son, and it's a bit different um, in the comics as well. In the comics, the wife apparently is actually the, the wife is dead, so it changes that up a little bit. So I kind of knew she was going to die because she didn't have much of a purpose to serve after this season. But uh, tough she's one. super super hot. Tough one. I wasn't sure. Like I just feel like they like the way they've manipulated us to think one thing and completely flip it on its head. I thought they could have done more stuff with her, but I think. I, I definitely think my favorite, probably favorite, most standout scene is is the one where they're on the airplane, as I talked about before. And yeah. Homelander is losing his shit at these people, and Queen Maeve's trying to save two of the kids, and he's like, "If we save them, everyone will know that we're frauds." Like, and it's just like you just get this this insight into his mind, and you go, "Yeah, he just does not. He does not think like an old person. He does not think like an old." And there's also a scene as well later on. I don't know if you're going to talk about this when Homelander. So basically, what happens in the second season is Homelander. He murders a few people kind of by accident with his powers, and it's put it's plastered all over social media. <laughs> and there are rallies against him and against soups in general. And he flies down to one of these rallies to try. He thinks that his charm and charisma is going to win them all back and over. He realizes he and cannot. he realizes that he can't. And in his moment of desperation, he just laser zaps yeah. everyone in front of him cuts everyone in half and it's just like it's like a video game yeah. it's going backwards and forwards and then it snaps back and it's all in his head and you go and you go this is what happens if this guy breaks if he snaps if he snaps like the world ends. goes yeah. and it's, it's fucking and it's cool. really really it's just it's perfectly timed for how like you're in this season and you're just like this this guy could kill anyone at any given moment yeah. and you see that you're like you totally believe that it could happen which is like the scary part of his character i think that that's the scene the scene before where he's like so they're starving but one of them has a fucking cell phone because <laughs> like it's he's in like i don't know some third world country <laughs> some and, he, and he gets viewed like yeah, killing yeah, yeah. some terrorist and then accidentally kills a guy and it gets caught on a cell phone that's video. some serious one I, I look I, we could talk about this all night i think we probably should just wrap up a little bit but yeah. One character I wanted to call out before... Two characters I want to call out super quick before we move on was firstly Black Noir. Fucking incredible in this. Just love how menacing he is. And there's a he great... doesn't say anything. There's a That's great the scene part. when he's sat next to a, a dude piano. on a piano <laughs> so and he's just waiting for him to I'm move. Down right now. He doesn't speak, right? Yeah. Like he's just mute. And he's just like... He's, but he's got out. a mask on. He just gives him this look. Oh, well, it's like a cocktail party, and he and yeah. it's like all this formal thing. There's a hired piano guy, and he just says to the piano guy, "Like this is my gig." Get the yeah, fuck it's out. so that's just very funny. Uh, what are like other like just I was really mention, great scenes? Well, yeah. I was going to mention as well the deep because he deserves the biggest honorable the, mention. The the deep like when they're trying to interview him for for his wife scene. Great, so he's just good. like the humor of the show. He doesn't really uh, connect to anything core to the plot really for the most part but there's just time after time of him failing to save animals and they end up dying and all he really wants to do is save animals it's just fucking hilarious (laughs) there's a fantastic scene in the second season when he thinks he can stop the boys with a whale and he basically beaches this whale so that they can't get back onto shore that the boys are are running from the superheroes (laughs) 
<laughs> and he sort of stood there as if he's about to be triumphant. Like, like, like really, Rookie like, old. ripped. He's got the superhero yeah. pose. He's ready. Yeah. And Butcher just puts his head down and puts his foot on the gas in this boat and just drives straight into the whale. Straight into the side of the whale. Literally. And it fucking explodes. And he's just like, it's... It is hilarious. How about, the, how about after like Huey's all shell shocked, so he doesn't yeah. get he doesn't get out, and he's like well, like Butcher tries to get him out, it doesn't come. So one of the other guys is like, "Well, what are you gonna leave me?" He's like, "You go fucking get Pinocchio because <laughs> he's inside a whale, <laughs> dude." There's so many. I gotta go through some one liners. I'm sorry, but yeah, there's so many good ones. I love this. Uh, what's I, I wrote Black Noir playing the piano. That's a great. I'll one. tell you what you are. You're a moron. Translucent doesn't even mean invisible. It means semi-transparent. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant dude he's got so many billy butcher uh what what else Wait, what was else? that butcher so he said it in his dumb accent yeah i great. can't even do it great you, you'd be better at it oh, well stranger is just a friend you ain't met yet <laughs> yeah please keep yeah. the accent that's great uh how about the scene in, i think it's season two when they stormlander like they find stormlander or sorry stormlander uh well that's that's such a great relationship name Storm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah stormfront they find evidence through a train that she's a nazi because yeah, yeah. he got kicked out of the seven basically for being black because she doesn't like story. anyway uh actually, yeah, <laughs> he basically comes back huey with all this information he's like boy did we find something and butcher's like what you find fuck all and he's just like we definitely found fuck all i'm not sure i'm using that correctly but <laughs> so good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Frenchie's hilarious. Well, he's got some great. Oh, he's got some great ones. Like I've been doing those all all night before. Well, let's let's super quickly then let's let's wrap this. What do you think is in the future for the boys? What do you think is the next season? Because a season three's been uh, confirmed. We know that the they've all kind of been pardoned, and that so Frenchie, M- Mother's Milk, and Billy Butcher are going off, and are now like the comics being funded by the CIA to keep the superheroes in check. We know Huey has gone off and he is now working with the politician who yeah. we haven't touched on at all. But that's a big twist at the end of the second season. Yeah, the, the pol- yeah the politician's a soup anyway. Yes, um, uh, who is supposed to be keeping the eye on the soups. And then we have Homelander who is essentially locked out of his own little group, the Seven. Uh, he's he's the outcast now and yeah. he's just having a little nervous breakdown. So what do you think? Where do you think he's going to go? Uh, look, I, I kind of cheated and I read some stuff ahead. So I know oh, really? that they're going to do some stuff with like... I gonna, don't know anything about the third do season. You, do you want me to? Not it's really. not really a spoiler. It's like, it's just like the showrunners already said. Okay, Here, go hit me. Uh, they're going to bring up more... There's a couple new soups they're going to bring up from oh, the past. I, yeah, yeah, I know. That are almost oh, like the Homelander before Homelander. I've his name. Uh, uh, Jensen Ackles is playing in... Yeah. It's Soldier Soldier Boy, maybe? Soldier Boy or something like that. Like Soldier Boy. Um, yeah, oh. it's a very interesting name. So they'll explore that. They'll explore like yeah. Huey trying to do good. But, so do you think they'll bring Soldier Boy? Manipulated. Sorry, sorry, do you think Soldier yeah. Boy will be brought into the Seven and maybe be uh, a foil for the Homelander somehow? Yeah, I think it's going to do that to also explore just like more of the past of Vought too okay. and how they got there today. Okay, really interesting. Yeah. They have is um, Giancarlo Esposito as the new big bad in this. He's like so essentially, Vault is the 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 disgusting company that's running all running all the soups uh, and turning babies into superheroes. And it's really interesting that whenever you need a good bad guy, they always turn to <laughs> to Esposito. You know, like he's incredible. He's in everything now. He's in the Mandalorian. Yeah. He's in the new Far Cry game. He is the bad guy you turn to. Yeah. 
Fuck, I love the how much they explore like just extremes in this show too, like the depravity. Yeah. Like A Train and his weird fetishes in season one. We didn't get into any of this. Fucking it's like the fucking crazy. porn in season two they're watching. Unbelievable. The Homelander wanking off to the world, like, I can do anything I want. Like they just explore all sorts of extremely depraved things. Alright, do you think let's hypothetically say five seasons they decide to finish this. Does Billy Butcher get his revenge? Yeah. Does Billy Butcher get his revenge yeah. or is it the son that kills Homelander? Well, either way he gets his revenge if that or happens. Or they do it together. Yeah. I don't know how it happens, but uh, Homelander dies. You'd think that should be. I mean, or there a show. Th- this is totally a show that could could be that could be like could be no, Game of this is not the ending you want. I wouldn't be surprised if they're, they're kind of set that tone from the beginning. Some of the boys die. Oh yeah, for sure. Someone has to. I I actually well, think it's gonna be Mother's Milk personally. Well, I just He's mean, the most to lose. I just mean that like it could be a show that doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. just I'm just I'm just thinking. Uh, if if one, I reckon in the next season probably one of the boys will die. Mother's I Milk think. has the least to offer as well. I think. Oh, he has the, definitely the most to lose. He's got a family. Yeah. He's got a daughter. Like he's the one they've built up as that Hawkeye character that yeah. you keep banging on about. But this, so so one can, thing can we I, talked about last week was the tro- the, the tro- was last week or the week before the tropes of you know having the the non superpowered character around all superheroes. The way they do it, it's real like grimy and dirty. They. They're always on the run. They're hiding in these yeah. disgusting places. And it's like, it's really like they, they find the one thing that Homelander can't see through. I've forgotten. It's a type of metal. And they plaster it everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so well it's done. It's believable and, in that way for flip, sure. Yeah. It flips it from the whole, you know, just real humans going against superheroes. I do. The, I have two complaints with this show. Go. Huey is far too whiny. True. But it's supposed to be. Far, but, but to a, to a, much and takes far too long to get with the program he says he says it's like um, dude we you can't be fucking dicking around worrying (laughs) about the pilots like homelander is after you bro yeah like he too many times he's like we need this like dude shut up like i can't do this he says i can't do this like so many times times. it's like season two we're deep in it it's like nah dude you can you have get with the program yeah um and then the starlight and huey will they won't they thing is just like for a show that's so original when they have to lean on a trope that's like like really tropey and cliche like that it really is you can see that it's tropey i think that's just everything casual viewer i I guess my point is for for like because it's so original it it shines out to me as being very predictable and boring anyway that part of the no no fair enough i think i think i've fanboyed over it so much that i've sort of looked past all the little things and originally i'm glad it exists as a show despite that it's it's fantastic well that's awesome. What, what's your what's your rating out of Aquaman? How many Aquaman do you give this? A hundred Aquaman? <laughs> All the Aquaman, <laughs> or none of them, and that might be a better zero Aquaman. Yeah, that might yeah, be actually, a it's better. better to be fair. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, guys, for sticking with it. That was our rambling, confused deep dive into the boys. We both clearly love this show. Maybe we come back to this. What I think we should do is when they bring out season three, maybe we should do a best moments. Yeah, we should be more succinct. This was kind of a splurge. I enjoyed it though. It was very yeah. fun. It was very fun getting to finally talk to you about it because I've waited so long for this moment. Do you have any correspondence this week? I do. I thought we might have to cut it because we're running long. It's And to be fair, reading yes. through it, it's not... You know, it's it's not super not insightful like, no, like, right. like our previous yeah. correspondence, but you know, basically had a couple mates write in. Asked, I, I asked, you know, how how are you like in WandaVision? And the feedback I've gotten from some of the mates who are big fans of the MCU yeah. of the last episode, you know, boring ass show at this point now. 
you mean just it's that just, episode? It's just a bit stretched out. That episode? I oh, think yeah. they're they're kind of in general. They're they're leaning towards in general. Wow. Um Ari wrote the show. There you go. But agreed the episode was before was better, but this one has gotten them back on the train of hey, I what, need more. What's friend of the show's name? Ari, Ari Rassler. Friend of the show, Ari. Um, yeah. Can you write back in after the next episode and let us know yeah, if you and, still think it's and boring? And I think, I think he, he still enjoys it. His, his point was, and I'll read it, it could have probably been a decent normal length movie at this point mm. and agreed it's picking up, but like fucking barely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder if he's a couple of episodes behind because I think that's how you felt after five episodes. I honestly a lot of the things that he's talking about and, and I'm just giving an opposite view here right from one of the one of the viewers um just like two to four minutes of actual interest per episode for the last three he says Ooh. that have like driven the Marvel story forward so yeah. he, he's like me in that he's, he's a little fed up with how much of the sitcom stuff is bleeding through okay that's fine that's I mean like fair play to him like I'd love to know his thoughts when I Friend of the show, Ari, if you can write back in when the show's finished or maybe after the next it, episode. It's hard I'd to judge things you, until they're done. How you feel? No, I, absolutely. I agree. And we're watching and also, them, right? So I had a friend of the show, Jacob, was messaged actually this week and he said he was just a bit confused by the Agatha Harkness reveal. Like, if you don't read the comics, that means literally nothing to anyone. Well, that's in the way they did it. I agree, it's Joseph. Complete, it's, it's complete just kind nonsense. Of like, eh. I agree with you. Yeah. He's, he, also, he also agreed with us. He said he thinks that Wanda looks like she's losing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that, Jacob. I think she's going to be the big bad for at least one film, if not the next phase of the MCU. That would be a really, really good turn. Um, I'd love to see that. Friend of the show, Jared, says, I've enjoyed it, but definitely a slow burn. Feels easier to watch now that it's not competing with anything else right now. Interesting. So that's another question. That's if there was point. something else on, would you be as stoked for WandaVision or is there a bit of a drought? That's a very good point. But, yeah. well, we do have a ton of, we've talked about this before, there is a ton of content from Netflix, which has been released. Um, but I completely agree in terms of like really good TV shows. Yeah, there's not a lot. There isn't a huge amount right now. So that, I mean, that could certainly be, it was for a little while the most popular TV show in the world in the middle there. We tweeted out about it this week. Yeah. And it's been taken over again by The Mandalorian. So nah, it's, it's basically switching between the two. Thank you guys for all your correspondence. We really yeah. appreciate it. Where, where do they find us? Pod underscore assemble a on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. And the podcast assemble at gmail.com. One take, son. All right, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I have to go eat some dinner, though. Thank so, you, guys. Until really next appreciate time. Appreciate it. Until next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.